comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer car. Keep an eye on our own mind. And make sure it is always balanced, stays calm. And don't worry about all the worldly problems. The place where you are, remember that's also part of the world. The world is not just only the ground you are standing on. You are also part of the world. You are a miniature world. If you become clean, pure, peaceful, happy, the world has become a little happier. A little bit. So let it start with you. And then by your being that way, let others get inspired. Welcome to Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for your host tonight, everybody, Jason Cole! Yay! Thank you, Pam. And keep it going for Pam, turning the knobs back there. Happy Friday, ladies and lady and gentlemen. Hi. Uh, this is the mic. Welcome to the mic. I'm putting in my $2, if you can afford it. You're a host. You don't have to do that. I know. But hey... I'm a man of means. Whoa, rock and roll. Uh, it's great to be here. Uh, these are five-minute sets with the one-minute honk, I think. Honk. Welcome, uh, people of color. Uh, is this neighborhood getting gentrified? Didn't there used to be two laundromats there, and now there's a nail salon and a hair salon? I walk by and there's a blonde girl telling a gay man what to do with her hair. I'm like, this is, this, I'm seeing the gentrification. But I remember when I was poor, laundry day, had to drop off my laundry at the cleaners, you know? Hey. <laughs> Guys, 23 and Me, have you heard of this? 23 and Me, please no filming. I was just kidding. <laughs> That's a, you could do that. It was a filming joke. Uh, when I first heard of 23andMe, I thought to myself, finally, a legitimate reason for me to be sending my DNA in the mail. <laughs> I got a Pam laugh on that. <laughs> you got to let that one sink in. That joke is called coming in an envelope. All right, good. Amazon.com, have you heard of these people? Amazon, I buy a lot of stuff on there. You can ask questions about the product and every single person who's bought the product gets an email. Hey, can you answer this, answer this idiot's question? So I was gonna buy an iPhone adapter because there was a problem with the iPhone on the version I got is they determined that the uh, headphone port that worked with every pair of headphones ever made, that was too easy. So they got rid of the headphone port and now everything goes through the charger where you have to buy a adapter so they make more money. It's very insidious. So anyway, I ask if this adapter on the Amazon is compatible with my boop beep boop I go about my business. An hour later, I get an email from Amazon. So-and-so from the community has answered your question. I log on. I go there. I go to my product. I go to the question. I go to it. His answer, is it compatible with my phone? And his answer was, I don't know. <laughs> 
I want to be a better person in this world, but there's other people like that. I mean, like, how does this person have time to stop making lampshades out of hitchhikers to go to his computer? Think of the brain synopsis where he reads the que- he or she reads the question and says, oh, I don't know that. I'm going to spend some time to go tell the interweb. Uh, another thing you can do is uh, rate, obviously, ratings. What do you call them? Reviews of products on Amazon. And uh, the same product was the problem is I'm buying all these Chinese knockoffs for the headphones, and I got to listen to my porn, uh, you know, uh, podcasts. Uh, you don't want to have static. Uh, so I asked the question, you know, is there static? Or I'm looking for reviews about static. And this guy, uh, short review, four out of five stars, pretty good product. My only complaint is there's a lot of static. (laughs) You mean the only thing it's supposed to do, it doesn't do. And you almost gave it five stars. Again, who does that? Who is this very kind person? What does it take for him to give like two stars, you know, two out of five? Pretty good product, but it gave me AIDS. Fast shipping, you know. They got it to me fast, so two stars. That's good. Thank you. Stanford Medical Center, Stanford Medical Center. This is edgy. You've heard of them. I saw their billboards. Stanford uh, Medical Center. It's obviously the most, one of the most prestigious medical centers uh, across the nation. And it's the official uh, medical people of the warriors. And it says official medical dudes for the warriors and you. Us, guys. My insurance covered. I call them up. I'm like, yeah. I pulled a back muscle, taking a mannequin out of a hot tub. Can you, what are, what are you, can you give me the Steph Curry? And what are you guys doing about explosive diarrhea? Can you, is there some rehab for that? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, DJ for a fight club. No, okay, that's good. Amazon porn. Hey, I'm really here to talk about mushrooms. You're going to light me, right, Pam? <laughs> What did I start with? What did I say? Mushrooms? What was I talking about? So Oakland, California recently legalized or decriminalized mushrooms, magic mushrooms. Who's with me? Who's on mushrooms? Wave your 12 hands. Yes, they decriminalized magic mushrooms. I believe Denver, Colorado did it too. Do you know why they legalized, decriminalized magic mushrooms? So we could talk to God and ask him, her, or they about Alabama. (laughs) What are they doing? They just passed a law making it a crime to perform an abortion, punishable up to 99 years in prison. And Oakland's like, what are we doing about mushrooms? (laughs) City council's like, let's do something about magic mushrooms, take a spiritual journey, and then pass some legislation. How does that sound, guys? (laughs) I'm going to call it right there, Pam. (laughs) Are you guys ready for your first comedian? Please welcome to the stage somebody with a really cool name, Kyle Morrissey! Woo! Enter stage right now. All right, cool, thanks. Number one, I'm very brave, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, my name's Kyle, a little bit about me. Uh, I live with my girlfriend, and um, I'm a pretty lucky guy. Before we before we went out, she wasn't really into white guys. Uh, she. Uh, She's into guys from India. Um, but you know, I was really pushy, didn't take no for an answer, and she's like, well, this is basically the same thing. And so uh, two and a half years, going strong, we definitely love each other. Uh, all right, yeah, just building the case to get white guys out of comedy. All right, um, 
Let's see. It's not all perfect, though. Uh, some of it has its, its bumps. I haven't figured out spooning. Um, I don't really know what to do with that underarm, because um, if it goes under, you just lose circulation. I've tried this. It's not very comfortable. I've tried splaying it up with the other arm, and, and uh, nothing works. So the only solution I have is to build a mattress where you stick the your there, there's a tube. The mattress has a tube which you stick your arm in, so it's inside the mattress, and you reach up and under and hold her from the other side inside the mattress. Uh, and instead of calling it Casper, you call it grasp her um, or grasp them. Um, I'll make a gender neutral variant uh, and charge more because I'm a fucking bigot. All right. Anyways, um, let's see. Um, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, relationships aren't perfect. Um, we've hit a bit of a dry spell lately, so it's pretty crazy to uh, be in a relationship and still be an incel. Um, I did not realize that was possible. Um, you know, on some level, I like sympathize. I understand their frustrations. Like, I've had relationship troubles. You know, I've gone through periods where, you know, I was in a dry spell. Um, yeah, you know, it sucks. That's why I, uh, I'm not a big fan of sex addicts. Um, <laughs> You're telling me that you have so much sex that you need help? Some people, like, like cracks, crack is an addiction. People suck dick for crack. Um, sex addicts just suck dick. Like, for more dick or like for pussy? Do, like, I don't understand how it works. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, you know, I think we're pretty repressed. I don't think we know why we like what we like. For instance, eating ass has become very popular uh, recently. Eating ass became popular a couple years ago, and not too long before that, uh, there was a movie that came out, and that movie was called The Human Centipede. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, causation, correlation. I just, think, I just think we need to look within, you know? I've never seen the movie, and I've never eaten an ass. Um, I was, uh, you know, I, speaking of uh, uh, of inappropriate behavior, I was uh, I was downtown at a coffee shop the other day, and I couldn't help but overhear this dude talking to his buddy. And for the first time in my life, I could not tell if he was trying to justify inappropriate sexual behavior or if he was just mixing up his tech companies because all he kept saying was, I thought they were totally into it. Like, turns out they were not into it. Okay. Maybe there's a difference between clever and funny, and maybe that was neither of those. But <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought that was pretty good. That's a good double entendre. That's a good play on words. All right, we're heating up. Here we go. Um, let's see. My name, is, uh, my name is Kyle. You probably could have gotten that in, like, five guesses. Um, but um, I... Uh, I, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> That's why it's funny. Um, I, uh, I, I, uh, my, my, my parents, my parents named me after a character on a sitcom called Melrose Place. Um, that's not the weird part. Uh, the weird part is that Melrose Place started airing in 1992. I was born in 1991. Uh, so there may have just been this period where I was a nameless baby. 
And uh, one night they were just like watching TV and my dad was like, that one, who, the one who punched a hole in drywall. What was his name? Anyways, I'll end on this. Uh, could be worse. I have a friend named Chris Hansen who's not a fan of the Dateline NBC references and I just had to double check with him. I was like, you know that Chris Hansen isn't the pedophile, right? Like, like it's not just 14 seasons of the same pedophile like confronting people in their homes. Like, how do you think the show went? He just like walks in and he's like, why don't you take a seat? Cause I'm gonna fuck you. Like that would not, that would not work. Thank you. Uh, happy Friday. One more time for Kyle Morrissey. Are you guys ready for your next comedian? All right, this guy is a man about town. He's a definite steward to the scene. My friend, your friend, please welcome to the stage, David Stolowicz! I hear what you were saying earlier, Jason, about the viewers like you. I see that on KQED, too. It's like the Philip D. Augustino Foundation, Rosalind P. Walter, and you, the little people, with your $5 donation. I suppose you matter. You matter here, though. That's all right. Um, and I'm old enough to remember when there was actually history on the History Channel. Anybody else? Yeah. Today is just Jesus, followed by ancient aliens, followed by more Jesus, followed by hardworking white guys who are still alive, though, followed by more Jesus. It's good times all around. Uh, you ever have that one night where you're being eaten alive by screens? You know, and all you can think of as your cell phone devours your soul is if I had just spent $5 on a plastic cover, I wouldn't have had to break three screens and spend $180 on that at the mall. It would have been more economical. Uh, people have been telling me my entire life how crazy I am. Oh, Dave, you're so crazy. You're so crazy, man. You're such a wild guy, Dave. The one day I really actually did go crazy, and people were like, oh, Dave, you're so crazy. Well, now what will you do? <laughs> Um, I like the homeless. Uh, we like getting together with them after shows and sharing bugs and stories. <laughs> I love uh, Zorba's sitting and grinning show because veganism is very important when you're living on the streets, right? You've all seen people out on the corners begging for scraps of gluten. That's a real problem. Um, I like quinoa though myself, I have to admit. Like it's a whole protein and it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I was a vegetarian for two years, but you know, after you start eating people, it's time to get practical, right? <laughs> Just, you can't live on carbs. Um, I'm convinced that Sam Licardo, the mayor of San Jose, is actually a vampire. Hear me out on this, San Francisco, okay? Notice he never does any press conferences in direct sunlight. His enemies really only feel safe in Gilroy. And if you listen closely to the tapes, you can hear audible hissing when he walks by the Basilica. <laughs> to listen very closely, yeah. I've uncovered his evil plot to drain the blood of young tech entrepreneurs to keep the old, young, and beautiful forever. He's this close to carrying it out. He just needs a, a unicorn investor. Could be one of you guys, could be, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't figure out which side of town is the wrong side of the tracks when hundreds of homeless people are living on both sides, right? <laughs> it's a real issue. Um, I spend a lot of time down in Santa Cruz. I've got a new job there for a local radio station. My job is to sell Rush Limbaugh's advertising time to the hippies of Monterey Bay. <laughs> this is going to be fun, you guys. <laughs> got my work cut out for me. 
Um, right before I arrived at the radio station, a DJ had been fired for getting racist, and uh, her large following in Idaho was calling in daily to try to explain to the station manager how the Jews had her fired. Everybody's like, that's fucking ridiculous. But then I show up and everybody gets suspicious. <laughs> there were a lot of awkward Jewish jokes that night, you guys. I just didn't want to ask about the pentagram on the wall. That would be a bad idea. Get out of a hairy situation. Um, yeah, but I, I was hanging out at this mixer, and first I got hit on by a 350-pound gay guy who voted for Trump. You know, that's two ways. I don't know. Um, the other thing was that uh, his roommate came home and wanted to impress me by showing me a Hitler knife. I mean, admittedly, it was in good condition, and I helped him translate it. Apparently, Blut und Ehre means blood and honor. Not bad for a half-Jew, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm supposed to have all this power and money because my dad is Jewish, but I have yet to see any of it. I'm going to have to bring that up with the elders of Zion next year at the Prague Cemetery at midnight. That's definitely going to be on the agenda. The question people always ask us is, do we drink the blood of Christian babies? The answer is no. It's even worse. We drink straight vermouth, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Cannot recommend it. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a good night. One more time for David Stolowitz. Woo! Rock and roll comedy in the sunlight. What's better than that, guys? All dudes, is that's better than that. All right, you ready for your next comedian? You've heard of Cher. You've heard of Sting. Now get a load of Faco. That's right. It's getting too crowded in here. We gotta thin out the crowd. Faco, get up there. (laughs) Get up there. Hey, Jason Cole. That was your audition today. I'll get back to you tomorrow. <laughs> um, I'll book you. Send, you send me a clip. No, you read it right on my list. I'm going to put you up right after I put up Noah Game. <laughs> You're up. You see it? <laughs> oh. 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 Jason Cole, you good. You're working hard, man. You're my rookie of the year for 2018, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Jason Cole. But yeah, thanks. It's good to be back at Mutiny Radio. Man, it have to have been like years since I've been up here. Years. I remember there was a fucking barista over here. You guys don't remember that? Pam remembers that. She's the beer barista right over here. Hey, hey, oh shit, what's up? The host of Iron Chef over here. Are you ready? Oh shit. Feels good. You know, everybody's talking about the Muslim band. Some people like the Muslim band. Some people don't like the Muslim band. But if you ask me, I still haven't heard their music. (laughs) Here we go, two for two. (laughs) Feels good. Hey, you guys see the streets? They got the green lanes for the bicycles. You guys know that? (laughs) They actually moved and made room 
for the people with the bicycles. And I'm cool with that. But I want to tell the bicyclists, get off the sidewalk. The only time you should be on a sidewalk is if you're five years old and have training wheels. I'm a fucking pedestrian. You could hurt somebody going 20 miles an hour. I'm a big guy too, Jason. I don't need to go to the hospital. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Come bicyclist. I act a little psycho sometimes. You get it, Jason. There we go. You get it closer to getting booked. <laughs> Let's laugh at my jokes. You're Ed McMahon on Johnny Carson. Thank you. Yeah, San Francisco, abortions. <laughs> fucking egg, dude. I don't want. I don't want fucking abortions to be banned. <laughs> right? Am I wrong or right? No. If they ban abortions, guys, there's gonna be way more comedians here. <laughs> I already came a half an hour before the fucking sign up list, dude. I don't need more people. Moving on. Fucking egg, San Francisco. I got more material, but I'm so high, guys. I'm back to smoking weed. I took a six-month break. I wasn't smoking. I wasn't drinking. I was fun here. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pick up my pants, David. Fudge. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I had a nice picnic. Went over there to a nice place. I went over to Clitoris Park. <laughs> Clitoris Park, I saw celebrities like Naomi Twats, Reggie Twats. I met a bunch of people from Twatsonville. Period. End of discussion. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. My name is Falk. I appreciate it. One more time for Falco. You were funnier when you were sober. I love, no, I, lo I like you just the way you are. <laughs> Doesn't look like Kelly Evans is here. Colin, are you? Oh, you're Kelly Evans? God, I'm so baked. <laughs> I thought you were a girl. I didn't look. Uh, I thought you were somebody else. I'm the best host ever, guys. I'm so woke, I don't even recognize gender. The guy has a beard. I thought he was a girl. Uh, hey. You ready for your next comic? Of course you are. Please welcome to the stage. Please welcome to the stage, Kelly Evans. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's not ban abortions because clearly there are too many people in this room. <laughs> Great reasoning. 
I was born a nine pound baby to a five foot mom. Yeah. Yeah, after I was born, the doctor told my mom, if we knew he was going to be this big, we would have given you a C-section. <laughs> Fucking hilarious, guy. Yeah. Like, there's no possible way you could have known that. Like, we don't have the technology for it? Okay. Fucking 80s doctors. God damn it. Uh, my name is Kelly, which is a girl's name. In case you didn't know, just thought I'd let you know. Yeah. Uh, having a girl's name is like uh, being a white dude with dreadlocks. You know, like you're not the natural choice. Uh, nobody really expects it or likes it, let's be honest. Uh, so yeah, you're gonna get made fun of a lot, but periodically you'll meet a girl and she'll be like, you know what, I just love white guys with dreadlocks. My, my boyfriend in college actually had dreadlocks. His name was Boner. <laughs> cool, yeah. So yeah, you're gonna fucking hate yourself for a while, but then you kind of accept it, you get into it a bit, you know, you let your dreadlocks blow in the wind, you're into it. Maybe you tie them up in nice patterns for a formal event, which let's admit, nobody invites you to. Anyway, and then, uh, yeah, I forgot the rest of that joke, so fuck yeah, all right. I just wrote that, so not so bad. Uh, yeah, uh, let's get into some shit that I actually know. How's that sound, you know? Jokes, real fucking jokes. Uh, anybody, uh, anybody into hunting here? We got hunters? Yeah, no. Pam, you're not a hunter? What? <laughs> I would have thought you were handy with a rifle, you know? Maybe for other reasons. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe if you're not a hunter, that, that doesn't matter. You might have still heard this phrase, man is the most dangerous game. Really? I feel like man is the easiest game, right? Like, you want to hunt a tiger? Uh, I'd much rather hunt uh, uh, Steve from accounting. Like, if you want to hunt a tiger, you got to go all the way out to the jungle. If you want to hunt Steve, you just go to the third floor, because that's where accounting is. He's right there. Yeah? He's got a bad hip, you know? He's limp. You're going to be able to catch him, like, real easy. You know, he's probably by the water cooler, because he gets dehydrated easily, you know? But watch out, though. Steve's, they like fun runs. You know, 5Ks. They're more wily than you think. You should really corner him in the copy room. There's only one X in the copy room. And guess what, Steve? Doesn't know how to collate properly. Figure out your fucking printer options, Steve. It's the red button, man. The red button. Figure it out. Don't fuck my check up again, Steve. I said, okay. All right, I might be taking this personally. Let's move on, huh? Let's, uh, less stressful topics for me. Fucking Steve. You ever just know somebody who like eats too loudly, right? Just like. Close your fucking mouth, Steve. Okay. I said we're moving on. I guess <laughs> I got stuck on that. That's fine. Um, talking about 23s and me, uh, 23 and me's, 23, whatever the fuck you want to talk about. My mom bought me one for Christmas, uh, which I thought was kind of stupid because I know it's just going to be whatever pale white alcoholic is 23 times in every chromosome. But uh, I found out a surprise. I am evidently 7% Native American. What? That's fucking seriously. That's all. I can do peyote now. That's legally. Um, which is cool, which is cool. Uh, but it also means, I don't know who my dad is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt maybe there was a better way to like tell me that. Like my mom bought me that test. Like she didn't know there might be a surprise there or something. I don't know, like maybe she could have given me like a Mad Lib or something, right? Like mom did a lot of blank in the 80s and doesn't know who your blank is. So it's like, cool. I guess more of a sad lib, that's fine. Or I don't know, like uh a fun scavenger hunt where we go all the places uh, my dad never took me to, right? 
And then at the end, she could just be like, hey, kid, don't feel too bad. He's not your dad. Probably. Uh, <laughs> because we're rhyming our bad news now. It's like the saddest singing telegram. I don't even like that poem. It's just not really good word choice, right? Like single syllables, fucking, come on, mom, step it up. Uh, but then also, I, <laughs> I was like so excited about it that I, I hadn't even looked at the results very carefully. So I went back, and instead of like Dances with Wolves, I Built You a Dreamcatcher, Native American, I'm Cut Your Heart Out, Aztec Apocalypto, Native American, which I think you'll agree with me, just doesn't have quite the same PR, you know? Like, Mel Gibson kind of fucked that up for us. He did. Uh, also, 7% is not enough to do that joke and not sound like a racist, so we're all learning here. That's my time. Thank you very much. Let's welcome back Jason Cole. Great set, Kelly Evans. Good job, man. Are you guys ready for your next comedian? It's you, sir. Sorry, I, was, I forgot to signal you. But he's drinking coffee and he's a funny guy. Please welcome to the stage, Colin Holt! Uh, okay, yeah, the reason you were playing it is because you didn't want dead air, and then I was just like, fuck it, dude. Dead air, dead hair, baby. Fuck off. Uh, yes, Jason, you were saying uh, gentrification. I've been here for 10 years. That's not, you know, I didn't live through the first dot-com boom, but I'm here for the second one. And the mission, like, on the weekends, I remember a time... The next morning, every single block, multiple vomits, multiple piles of adult vomit everywhere. And now I just see babies everywhere and tiny puddles of vomit. <laughs> and all I can think is, damn, those babies know how to party. <laughs> all right. Stupid. Um, um. I work in the food service industry. Work at, I wait tables at a golf course. And sometimes it's fine, but a lot of times I hate it. Don't like it very much. I think some people, you know how to play golf, but you don't know how to read. There's a please wait to be seated sign, you piece of shit. And then they sit down and they expect service. Hello, how am I supposed to know? You know what, this is very inside baseball. All right. But I stand by it, fucking wait to be seated. I don't care if you were playing golf, you don't own the place. I don't own the place either. But I would like to. $600,000 we made last year, what? I didn't see any of it. All I get is $15 an hour, and they started putting my credit card tips on my paycheck. So listen, tip cash, help your wait staff evade taxes, okay? Be a good Samaritan, it would be sick. Even if it's only partial, tip cash. Fucking red. I'm not saying tip less, I'm just saying tip cash and then, you know what, this isn't gonna be a comedy set, this is gonna be a PSA about the food service industry. Sometimes there's this corner that I hide in when things get really, 
really hectic. And I forget that there's a mirror that faces the entire cafe. And I, I just, I... <laughs> I scream. And then I turn and there's a mirror there and I realized everybody saw me. Everyone who I've been waiting tables on saw me. But fuck them. I find that the more of a shit mood I'm in, the bigger the tips are. I don't know. I don't know. They like being treated like shit. Or maybe they're just like, this guy's having a rough day. Let's give him a little, a little extra kiss on there, you know? Boom. Tally it up. When I'm nice, I don't get tipped shit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's about as good as this comedy set. I'm in a good mood. It's not going so well. So you don't get as many laughs, you know? I'm, I'm like, I don't have the rage inside me. Uh, I really try to pull it out sometimes, but uh, it just doesn't, you know? Yeah. This whole aw shucks attitude that I have really doesn't work out. I find, I find people like it when I'm angry. They're like, yes, yeah, that's, that's good. You should be angry more. Tony Sparks told me I should be angry more. He's like, it would be great if you were angry. And then I try, and sometimes it's just, it's just fake. I can't do it. And then there's like this moment where I could either become angry, and then I don't. And people are like, this guy's fake. It's not. It's just let your inner rage out. And I don't want to. I don't want to be fucking angry. All right. you <laughs> shut up <laughs> all right well that was fun I said Colin Holtz give more time for Colin Holtz don't forget to put, if you do have $10, or $10, $2, please put it in. If you don't, stick it in there. Uh, you ready for your next, where did you go? Oh, you're right there. Uh, you ready for your next comic? Yeah. Woo! Give it up for Cody Abe. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. How do you say your last name? Abe. Abe. Cody Abe. Hey, everybody. Let's start this set off happy. I grew up without a father. I did. Anybody else have daddy issues? Yeah. Fuck yes. People with daddy issues are kind of like X-Men, if you think about it. You know, our powers come from past trauma and we can't choose what they are. Like, I could have been a slut or a sociopath. But no, I just have to get slightly irritated when the toilet seat is up. For, I mean, as all these guys know, that really doesn't fucking matter. I'm like Jubilee, shooting fireworks out of my fists. My, uh, my power actually, uh, actually like hurts me more than anything, you know? Like, I'll walk up to a toilet, the toilet seat will be up. Great. Fucking, again? And that's my uh, that's 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 basically my experience these days, especially when I'm living with 
multiple roommates who are guys. I didn't actually learn how to live with, or yeah, learn how to live with guys uh, with uh, people of people that identify as male and leave the fucking toilet seat up. Uh, I didn't learn that because I grew up in a house full of women, but uh, you know, living with a bunch of people in, in San Francisco kind of sucks because uh, because of that whole bathroom thing. You can't really you have to time it really well, and if you don't, you have to wait. Uh, it's like waiting for the bus, you know? Yeah, basically that's how it is. But uh, there's a couple of upsides, one of them being uh, forming clicks, you know? Or at least that's what it seems like when I walk down the stairs, see my br my roommates having brunch. I sit down, oh, we're having brunch today? Oh, great. Is that, is that bacon for everybody? No response. They just get up and go to their rooms. They actually all go to one room. I know this because I of the cameras I installed. Um, yeah, and then they go in. I assume to talk shit about me. I wouldn't know because I haven't inst I haven't installed the microphones yet. But we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, but you know, it just ends up being me sitting down there alone, wondering what they're talking about, watching them on my cameras. And uh, I think. I think I need a change, guys. Or they do, actually. They're, I'm right. They're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck them. <sighs> what else? Uh, do you guys do you guys use maps, like the maps app on your phone to to navigate at all? Yeah. I. You don't. No. No one drives. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. I, a ways, yeah, whatever, like all those apps. I don't, I can't use those apps because I'm just too afraid to disappoint the maps lady by making like a wrong turn. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, I know she's going to tell me exactly where to go, but every time it says rerouting, I can't help feel like I just let somebody down, you know? I think maybe that's a little bit more of my latent daddy issues popping in, but I guess. I'll never really know until uh, I finally reach a destination that I'm trying to go to without giving up going home and just, you know, avoiding conflict. Also, I, have, I don't have my notes there. Oh, fuck. Ernest, how you doing today? Good? Is that a new feather? Still the old one? You ran any letters with it recently? That's awesome. What kind of color ink do you use? Red. Red. Aren't you afraid that in like, aren't you afraid that people might mistake that for anything? Like, like the blood that you used to sacrifice. I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. Goodbye. Experimental comedy. Get it up more time for Cody. Woo! You guys ready for your next comedian? Keep up that energy. Please welcome to the stage, Luke Moore. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, you know how uh, groups of animals have funny names? Like a group of cats is called a clowder, and a group of crows is called a murder. Do you know what a group of sea turtles is called? A six-pack. Yeah. 
Because of ocean pollution. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, real quick, I just need to clear my throat. If you excuse me. Oh, ah, ah, ah. All right. Sorry, just a little vocal warm up. Um, you, you guys like fucking? You guys like? <laughs> yeah, I like uh, I like 69ing. That's my favorite position. You know, I'm just I'm a numbers guy. You know, I like uh, let's see. There's reverse 69ing, which is regular sex. There's a uh, 96ing. That's where you rub the back of your head against their ass like this. Which is safe sex. So, that's how I used to fuck when I was Christian. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I never got the sex talk as a kid. Um, the only sex talk I got when I was a kid was I was helping my dad put together the Christmas tree. And my dad asked me if I know the difference in a male and female electrical plug. And I said, yes. And that was the whole talk. <laughs> that was it. Which I get it. Like, the sex talk, it's awkward. You know, I get why my dad didn't have it. It's because you don't really want to talk about that to a kid, right? I mean, the most helpful sex talk, you're probably going to say too much, right? Like, all right, son, make sure you suck on her titties. You got to warm her up, son. Like... <laughs> That would be helpful, but I don't want to hear that, you know? I don't know. I, you know, they just, they let me watch Family Guy. I think that was my sex talk. Yeah. Right? Hell yeah. Cartoons. Okay. I wrote, you know, I started doing comedy when I was 17. And, like, I wrote all these great sex bits. But I was a virgin at the time. And then I, since then, I've had sex once. And... I don't have any good sex bits. All, all the sex bits I have are like from, you know, 2012. So, I don't know. I think getting horny gets in the way of being funny. Because I've been horny the whole time. I've been doing comedy, like on the stage right now. And I don't know. It's just, I'm just thinking about sex. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> Is it safe for me to be horny? All right. <laughs> I got to know. I got to know quick. Uh, real quick, by show of cum. <laughs> Who here likes to come? All right, cool. 20 seconds. Yeah, um, let's see. Something, something, come. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get off the stage now. I'm all done. I'm all done. I'm all done, Jason. One more time for Luke Moore. Luke Horny Moore. Woo! It's okay. It never ends. Are you ready for your next comedian? Yay. Please welcome to the stage the very funny, the always funny, James Moore. What's up, friends? 
Hey, James, before you start, because I love you so much, yeah. um, I'm just going to, and we have so much time, I'm going to just give you tons of time. So just, oh, I'll just, I'll just do five. Go, cool. But go however you long. I'm not going to honk you. Just do what you want to do. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll just do two things. Um, it's good to be here. This is fun. Uh, this Mutiny tonight is like a kind of like a high school party, you know, like beg girls to come, none show up. <laughs> just... <laughs> Just six dudes with anxiety sitting around, you know? <laughs> no alcohol. Um, <laughs> been to a lot of parties like this. Um, and I'm having a good time, so whatever. Um, I've uh, been giving a lot of money to black homeless people recently. Too much, I think. I need to like start putting that shit on my taxes. I think, um, I think it's because black homeless people just have better sales pitches, you know? Like they're just way better. Um, like the other day, uh, I was walking uh, through Oakland. And I just hear that, hey, brother. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And he's like, these white people tripping. And it's like, I'm listening. You know, <laughs> like, let's figure let's figure this out. Uh, there's also the black homeless dude that always gives you way too much context. You know, you guys ever, uh, you guys ever experienced this? Like, I got on BART the other day. The doors closed. Every, the doors closed. Everyone sits down. And then one black dude stands up. He's like, good evening, y'all. And we're just like, oh, God, did Jesus fuck. We're going to have to l- listen to this. And he's like, I've been out of work five years. My back hurt, my girl pregnant, and I just stood up and gave him $20. He was like, I got what I was looking for, and he sat back down. <laughs> people were like, yeah, people were applauding me on the train as well. Um, but, um, but white homeless people, what the fuck, dude? Honestly, like, I'm sorry. It, it's just, what happened, Spencer? You know what I mean? Like, what happened? Like, I, I feel like for me to give you money, anytime a, black, anytime a white homeless person approaches me, I just turn into like a Fox News host. You know, I'm like, get a job, dude, right? Like, I feel like you're a, a shower and a coffee away from employment. Um, what happened? You know, like, I feel like if anyone deserves, for, for a white homeless person to deserve my money, I deserve an explanation. Where did this all go wrong, you know? Um, and uh, like the other day, you ever see like Hate Street homeless people? The other, I was walking down Hate Street. This white homeless dude walks up to me. He's like, "Let me get some change." I look down. He's wearing a Patagonia jacket, has a full-on dog and a guitar. I'm like, "Bro, you look like you live in the marina." You know what I mean? Like this is just. And as far as I'm concerned, like all white homeless people, all white people homeless or not, still owe me money. Period. I know that's just like till we figure this reparations thing out. Like, you know, people are like, "Let me get some change." I'm like, "Let me get those 40 acres and a mule first. You know what I mean? Let's figure. Let's talk about that. Um, cool, I'm gonna go um, straight from one fuck poor people joke into another. Um, I work in tech. Uh, it's the worst, dude. We Anyone else? Any? You, do you work in tech? A little bit? It, we suck, dude. We're the, we're the absolute worst. Um, we are the single reason why San Francisco sucks balls. <laughs> like, it's, it's true. Uh, I'm not happy about it. Um, like, you're, <laughs> we should just leave. Like, like you ever, you ever get really fucked up at a party and you have that moment of clarity that everyone hates you. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly what's happening, uh, with tech. I'm like, we should just get the fuck out of here. Um, being half black, half white is confusing. Being a comedian that also works in tech is equally more confusing, right? Cause for 10 minutes a day, I get to contribute to San Francisco's culture. And then for eight hours a day, I get to destroy it. You know, like what, like, whoa, like one kombucha at a time, right? Like when will it end? Um, we're also just so lame. Hey, ma'am, I'm on stage, okay? Hey, miss? It was very rude. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, ma'am, how's it going? She's cool. I like Asian girls. Um, 
was I saying? Oh yeah, um, we're just so lame, dude. We're we're just we're just so lame. I was recently um, I was recently at a stoplight and I looked to my left and it's two dudes on those like lime bike scooters, right? And then I look to my right and it's one of those dudes on that like unicycle, you know those like one wheel skateboards, right? It's like if you took the worst parts of a unicycle, a skateboard, and a hoverboard and just turned them into like one like pussy repelling like machine, right? And I looked to I looked and I was like, dude, I get got to get the fuck out of here, right? So I just gunned it on my on demand electric scooter and got the fuck out of there. So. <laughs> Um, all right, um, I, uh, I have four roommates because fuck this town, um, and, uh, we have really thin walls, which means I can hear them fuck each other. It's fine. Whatever. Do your thing. Be free. It's when I can feel them fuck each other though, that I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? Um, I was trying to go to sleep the other night. It's two in the morning. My roommate's fucking his girlfriend so hard. My room is shaking like there's an earthquake happening. I thought to myself, this is the first time I've ever been excited for another man to come ever, I think. Like, this is, like, let's wrap it, let's maybe wrap it up. <laughs> uh, and my walls are so thin I could hear them doing dirty talk too, right? Which is in inc incredibly intrusive. Uh, and at one point his girlfriend's like, mm, come for me. And I'm like, dude, come for me, dude. I have work in seven hours. <laughs> um... Do you guys like dirty? Do you like dirty talk, Jason? I just, I don't know. Not yet. I I don't like dirty talk either. Uh, it's because I hate rhetorical questions. I think they're a waste of time. You know, like if you were eating the fuck out of some pizza and I was like, ooh, you like that pizza? You'd be like, what the fuck does it look like, dude? Like I'm I'm moaning, right? Um, my ex girlfriend always used to ask these stupid ass questions in bed. Right? And then one time for the hundredth time, she was like, mm, you like this pussy? And I was like, the pussy is great, but the conversation is awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's been it for me. Thanks, guys. One more time for James Moore. Are you ready for your uh, almost headliner? Please welcome to the stage the wonderful, the lovely, the wearing the cool dress, Pam Benjamin. <laughs> Steward to the scene. I am so glad that James Morrow was talking about dirty talk because I am not good at it. <laughs> I am terrible. Uh, I was trying to be the perfect girlfriend. I've been trying that for a while. So uh, I decided to suck my boyfriend's cock while he was playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, before you give me a sash that says best girlfriend ever, it's only a seven minute game. So it wasn't that big of an investment. <laughs> really, it wasn't that big of a deal. But halfway through, he was like, ah, I can't sustain my attentions adequately on both tasks. And he had to choose a call of duty or a call of booty. <laughs> what would you choose? I know what you would choose. Really? Really? You, like my boyfriend, would choose the first person shooter game? Oh, my God. I only wanted him to shoot me in the face. <laughs> And the only person he wants to shoot in the face is a 12-year-old boy who lives in Korea. <laughs> Come on, let's get these campers. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's get in there. Uh, but we were trying to do dirty talk, and he was like, I don't, I'm not good at it. I'm vanilla. And I'm like, I'm so vanilla. I don't know what to do. And I said, hey, dude, put on that headset. Because I've, I've heard what you say to those 12-year-old boys in Korea. I'm gonna put my gun in your pussy mouth. Yeah, say that to me. Headset. 
so good. Such fine lines. Like uh, other people were talking about it tonight. Like, I don't know, were we talking about sexual harassment? Oh, I'm a lady. I wore makeup tonight. <laughs> it's cute. I walked through the tenderloin and I always knew, no, when I'm wearing a cute, uh, it's very, I don't dress up very often, but I always know when I look uh, cute because everybody tells me. And it's, uh, yeah, like, is it cat calling? Is it complimenting? Oh, I, I don't know. A man said to me today, girl, you got a nice, you got on a nice fit. And I'm like, wow, that's like a double entendre. Like I am fit and I'm wearing an outfit. Yes, that is a compliment. That is not cat calling. Another man, I was what he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That is a compliment. That is not cat calling. Like, sort of got When I wear, I, sometimes I wear skirts, very rarely. I try not to because a man said to me, oh, I like that skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? I'm like, wow, that turned from complimenting to catcalling real fast. And why do you want to smell underneath my skirt? You're just going to smell my boyfriend's cum. That's a little gay. Like, come on, dude. Like, what are you doing? It's a tenderloin. It's a lot of fun is what I know. I look cute. Everybody tells me, yay, catcalling. But I'm supposed to like, like that as a woman. I'm supposed to be like, oh, they're paying attention to me. Therefore, I have value and worth. Yay. It, I mean, I don't want to get all political, but like women go through something called labor. Like, I don't want to get all Marxist on everybody's asses right now, but like we carry a baby and then we go through labor and we're not paid for it. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, what's going on? It's literally called labor. Also, uh, I have a hymen. <laughs> Right, I don't anymore. I don't anymore because when I was 20, we I broke it with a per. It was actually I got finger banged. That's how my hymen was broke through a finger bang. Yeah, right. Like really popped through that whole thing. And once you get through it, it's like, hi man, hi. I can have sex with you now. Yay! All these women things. Like right now, I'm menstruating. <laughs> you can never do it, and your name's all over it. Menstruate, really? Language is political. Everything's political. I don't want to be political. I'm, that's my eh, 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 that's my horn. See, I just looked down. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just horned myself. I really, mm, oh, I know. I was just watching Tales from the City because wow, it's all back or whatever. They put a lot of money behind it, and I'm like, I should probably be a lesbian, but I, just because I don't like to shave. I mean, that makes me like. People were like. I was watching it and I'm like, it's not, it's sort of like heavy handed queerism. And the people are like, well, you're super queer. And I'm like, I am? I guess I am. I don't shave my armpits. I guess that's what that means in San Francisco. Like, it's, I love it. It's so long. I'm going to Greece and I'm like, should I shave it for Greece? Like, I, I have so much pubic hair. It's like a hair skirt. But I'm, I, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, well, what if I wear a bathing suit and it's crawling down the sides? Are people going to think I have spiders? Like, what are they going to think? There's all these little, ah, I'm infested with spiders. I don't know. It's just pubic hair, right? I don't know its purpose. To save, to save me from new relationships, I guess. No, I love my boyfriend. He doesn't mind my pubic hair or my armpit hair. I seriously was like, should I shave it? He's like, I don't shave mine. Equality. I'm just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But it is kind of gross. Like, it's kind of gross, right? 
Like, is it gross? It's a little gross. Like, I look at it and I'm like, I'm, it's a little gross. The, yeah, the only place I've ever felt comfortable was in Portland because everyone has it up there. And then there were women in Seattle that dyed it and then made it white and then made it like they had a troll in a headlock. Like a fluffy, right? Like it's like they dye it super blue. So they're either, so they identify as a mermaid or as like a troll person. I identify as cat. So meow. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening to my jokes. Jason Cole is the host. Hey, who else is high? Give it up one more time for Pam Benjamin. You're up next. Please welcome to the stage the best dressed, coolest cat here, Ernest Evangelista. Woo! Hey, Jason Cole. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Uh, cool. I'm going to talk about, um, you guys ever get really constipated because you've been doing a lot of drugs? And, like, you're like, you want to poop, so you just put your finger up your butt and then try to pull the poop out, and then you scratch your asshole, and then you're bleeding out of your asshole, and you're like, crap, I, there's too much blood in this mutiny bathroom right now. So you just try to disinfect it with the soap, or not really soap inside, and you just, um, I don't know, just run back to your car and grab the McDonald's uh, napkins. You're going to put a little bit of barbecue sauce on your fingers uh, just to hide the poop smell. But there's probably poop in the barbecue sauce. And then you are like, there's still chicken nuggets here. And then you just dip a chicken nugget into poop barbecue sauce. And you didn't wash your hands either. And then you do a set. And then you come back here without washing your hands. And then you're like, crap, man. There's crap on this microphone. Uh, that's not what I did today. I had a good day today. It's not going all bad right now. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Recently, I've been thinking about ways to kill President Donald Trump. And uh, I think a really solid way we could do it is like, you know, he grabs pussies. If we switched out the girl's IUD for IED, and then when he grabs the pussy, it explodes in his face. Suicide pussy. Suicide. That's how I'm going out. Um, you ever got killed? You ever? You ever like eating a girl's pussy so much? You're like, wow, I'm drowning in pussy juice, and you're like, fuck. I. It's like. You're really, you're, it's like really wet and you're just trying to, you're trying to blow bubbles, kind of like how they taught you in swimming class. You're like, pff, you're trying to breathe a little bit of oxygen, but it's mostly pussy juice. As you guys could tell from this set, I don't know how to swim. Because uh, I'm Asian. There's a dog. I'm hungry. Um, all right, I'm going to leave you guys with that. But, Thank you very much. One more time for Ernest. Woo! Oh, I shouldn't be touching this. Oh, my God. Uh, you ready for your next comedian? Yeah! Please welcome your feature tonight, Peter Balmer. Woo! Oh, sorry. 
love to be the feature. We'll have to go up after Ernest, use this microphone. There's still chicken nuggets in the Muni Radio bathroom. Sweet, I'm gonna head in there after this. Uh, fun, fun being here, doing stand-up tonight. Uh, I like doing stand-up. One time I did stand-up on acid. Uh, it was pretty crazy. Uh, I was at like a music festival thing. They had an open mic tent. And so I went to the tent and I was like, I do this, I can do this here. And I went up and uh, I, went, I saw there was a guy with a clipboard. He seemed to be the guy in charge. So I went uh, up to him to sign up. And as I got closer, I noticed that he had like clown paint on his face. Which, like, I don't know if you guys have done acid before, but if you make a list of the activities you want to do on acid, at the top it's like, be in nature, go swimming, play with Play-Doh, and then like way down it's like, ride a public bus, <laughs> attend a family member's funeral, right? <laughs> and then below that, talk to a clown. So, not a good start. I go up to the clown guy and I'm like, uh, hey, is the open mic still happening? There was no one on stage. And uh, he looks at me, he's like, oh, yeah, like we could we could um, put you up still. Do you, uh, What's your name? What's your act? And I was like, uh, Pete Ballmer, I'll be doing uh, stand-up comedy. And he was like, oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> so then he goes up to the stage. There was some like soft music playing and he just cuts the music, takes the mic, and he goes, hey, uh, sorry, everyone, which, already a bad start, right? <laughs> Just apologizing before I even have the chance to bomb, or he's like, okay, uh, sorry, everyone, but we got one more performance for you guys tonight uh, on the open mic. He's going to try to make you laugh. Give it up for Pete Falmer. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. So I got up, and I'm a little shook because of all the LSD, and so I try to do some jokes, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to just start get used to the crowd, so I start doing crowd work. I'm talking to this girl in the front row, and I'm like, hey, what's your deal? You know, I'm on acid today. You do any weird drugs? And she was like, no. I was like, okay, sweet. So kept talking to her. I was prodding her. I was asking her questions. She wasn't really responding a whole lot. Um, and then it kind of hit me. I was like, hey, how old are you? And she said, I'm 12. <laughs> Which I wasn't really ready to deal with. I still got off the line. I was like, well, don't do drugs or you'll end up like me. <laughs> and she uh, did not laugh. But... So I kind of stammer my way through some of my shit. It's, you know, my friends are being nice, they're laughing, but it's not going that well. And then at some point, I, my conception of time is so fucked, and I say out loud at some point, I'm like, wow, I have no idea how long I've been on stage right now. And I don't think Mr. Clown was super pumped about me being all lax with his stage time, because at that moment, he stood up and charged the stage. And I was like, no, don't worry, I can keep going, but he didn't care about that. And because he came right at me, grabbed the mic, took it from me, and I was like, oh, But no, uh, I tried to walk off the stage and he grabbed me, which, and um, he was like, no, 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 you can't leave yet. Um, we're going to do an improv act out based on one of your jokes. Exactly. I was like, oh no. Uh, and, and so he stops and he's like still kind of holding me and he's, and then he turns, he's like, uh, okay, we need two volunteers, uh, from the audience to come do improv uh, based on this guy's jokes. And he's looking around. No one wants to do this, right? Everyone else is on LSD. They're not comfortable on stage and they're probably terrified of the clown. And as he's looking around, I like find a moment where I just book it and dart off stage, run away from the clown. It was just kind of a crazy thing. Cause a lot of times You'll do acid, and then it seems like you had a crazy day, and you're just like, oh, no, I was just at Safeway. It was pretty normal. But looking back, I was like, oh, no, yeah, I did definitely uh, get temporarily held hostage by a clown while a child watched. So that was pretty cool. Um, my favorite sport is ping pong. 
Yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at it. It's fun for me. Uh, mostly, it's not that hard to be good at ping pong. All you have to have is two things. It's just long arms and a tech job. And that's... <laughs> That'll do it for you. If I had short arms, I'd be a foosballer. It's how it works. Um, but the main reason I like ping pong is that ping pong is a sport that is named after the noises it makes when you play the sport. And I think that's so wonderfully whimsical, right? I want to see that out of the other sports. Do I want to play a game of basketball? No. But do I want to play a boing game, a game of boing swish? Sure. You know, boing clang if you suck, so to speak. You can do that with all kinds of sports. Darts, caught. Tennis, call it ah, ah. <laughs> football, call it whatever sound a concussion makes, right? It can work for anything. I just feel like, you know, the world's big and scary and shitty, and why not make our recreational activities as joyful as possible? All right. I didn't get the light or anything, but it feels like I've been up here for a bit. I, I keep going. If I'm the feature, all right, hell yeah, dude. All right. There we are. Okay, Michaela's in the bathroom. Help. Help yourself to the chicken nuggets. I hear good things. I'd avoid the barbecue sauce if you can. Um, I like playing video games. It's a fun activity for me. Is that clapping for video games? Probably not. Uh, it's a. Uh, I feel like I don't like a lot of the new video games they're making though, because I feel like a lot of the new games they come out with are like too realistic to the point where it's stressful to play. Like, I was playing this game called Red Dead Redemption 2 recently, and it's kind of an intense game. It's like a cowboy game. You go around cowboying it up. Everyone here seems like they know what that is. Um, and I was playing, and I, I shot a bad guy, right? And he, he was bleeding, and he died. And that was fine, right? I expected that. What I didn't expect is after he died, his daughter came out of the building behind him, saw what I had done, and started crying? <laughs> what the fuck is that? You can't just do that to a person. I'm just sitting on my couch, stone covered in cheese dust, getting PTSD. I don't even think that was something anybody asked for. I don't think they had a focus group. They were like talking to some guys like, yeah, I thought Call of Duty was like a pretty good game, but it would be a lot better if it had more broken families, you know? Not a thing that happened. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Give it up for your host. One more time for Peter Balmer. Oh! Are you ready for your next comedian? I forgot my glasses, and I'm bad at reading. Are you, please welcome to the stage, Visak Noir. Nair. Hey, guys. Uh, do you guys ever feel like the world moved on and your parents were left behind? Yeah, I feel that way. Um, I've been trying to catch my parents up on technology, but it's becoming an issue. Uh, I feel like I've taught my mom too much. She has this one complaint that I don't talk to her enough because she's like 16 hours away uh, by flight. Um, and so I introduced her to Facebook Messenger. And uh, so now we've started chatting on Facebook Messenger, which is nice. Uh, but she started to do this thing where like, I send her messages and uh, instead of replying to the message, um, she just reacts to the message. Uh, and I'm like, why are you doing that, mom? Um, and then she's like, uh, if you cannot talk to me in real life, I cannot talk to you over the internet. Um, so that was a little sad. Uh, and she, she, she does this fucked up thing to like fuck with me where like every hour she goes and changes the reaction on her messages. Like she, she, she like cycles through the six reactions that you have. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, how much time are you wasting on that every day, man? Um, so that's my mom. Uh, do you guys ever fuck shit up at work? Yes. Happens to the best of us, right? Uh, do you fuck shit up at work, Cody? Ah, oh, fuck. Okay. 
<laughs> you fucked up my punchline, man. Okay, it's good. It's good. Um, have you guys heard of Ganesha? He's like the elephant-headed god in, in Hindu mythology. Um, so there's two things that you need to know about Ganesha. He has an elephant head. He has a human body. And the second thing is he's kind of fat, right? Like if you were to line up the Hindu gods, he's on like the healthier side, right? And uh, you can't blame him though because like his elephant brain makes him think that he needs to eat more than he actually needs to or even can. Um, and like, you know, you have an Indian mom when you make uh, jokes about religion and you're less worried about ending up in hell and more worried about pissing off your mom. <laughs> so that's my mom. Um, but I can say these things about Ganesha because I've known him for a while, 22 years. We have that rapper going on. <laughs> uh, but the thing about Ganesha, the nice thing is because he has an elephant head, uh, he's like easily recognizable. Like if I see a guy with an elephant head across the street, that's my boy Ganesha, right? Like, that's like, <laughs> makes it much easier. Um, do you guys have rough nights? Like, I had a really rough night last night. I came back home and I started crying. Um, and like, and nothing seems to be going well. You call your mom and she doesn't help. You're still crying. And then I requested some money from my friends on Venmo and I felt a lot better. <laughs> like, a lot better. You'd be surprised. Um, my lease is ending soon. Um, and now I've started to started to realize that my roommate was carrying us. Uh, like you realize that when you start drinking water with your hands, because he took all of the glasses with him. So <laughs> that kind of sucks. Um, I had something else. Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think America has a credit card problem. Um, um, like I don't think we America has a credit card problem because people want more credit. It's just because people want fancier looking credit cards. Um, like uh, I, 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 I didn't have a credit card a year ago and then I got, I applied for the Amex Gold and I actually got it, which is kind of cool. Uh, but sometimes I just pick it up, not because I want to pay for something, just because it feels so good uh, to hold it in my hands. And um, I applied for the Uber Visa card recently, just because I need a black card in my wallet, not because I want a credit card. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have something else. Um, yeah. Do you guys, uh, have you guys taken the Muni? Right? You've taken the Muni. Have you been surrounded by like hot girls in the Muni? What? Like in every direction, right? Like so many hot girls that you'd like, you have to find a new direction to look in. Right? <laughs> like east, fuck. West, fuck. Back, fuck me. Front, fuck you. Um, I just ran through that joke without any voice modulation. It's fine. I'm just like cycling through jokes. Is that my one minute? Okay, let's talk about homosexuality. So I grew up in Dubai, right? And in Dubai, homosexuality is a bad thing, right? Um, like, it's banned, so you can get like beheaded for it. It's pretty bad. Uh, and so my girlfriend was asking me the other day, Vishak, uh, how would your parents react if you came out, right? To which I said, like, how would you react if I came out? Because she's, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just a joke. I'm not dating anyone right now. I don't have a girlfriend. It's just a lot easier to say my girlfriend asked me versus saying, like, my friend's girlfriend asked my friend. It's just fewer words. So, yeah, that's about it, guys. Thanks. One more time for V-Shot. Are ready for your super headliner? 
finally, somebody different showed up, somebody cool who smells better than us. Please welcome to the stage, Caleb, McCaleb, yay. Super headliner, Jesus. I guess because I'm the only woman in the room, but that's not Pam. <laughs> you don't count anymore. <laughs> oh man, you guys, uh, it's Friday. It's the hardest night of the week to go out on because by the time you hit Friday, you're like totally over, you know, commuting, people, bras, underwear. I'm not wearing any of them, but I am wearing like a lot of clothing, so it's all good. We're all, we're fine here. Um, but yeah, no, uh, dude, no one told me getting old would be so hard, right, Jason? It's really hard. I mean, you, you're sitting very comfortably, but um, I think other people at our age <laughs> maybe have a harder time. Do you go, uh, when you sit in a chair, like make that sound, or when you get up, no? That's good, you must work out. Awesome, well anyway, being, <laughs> um, being an adult is hard. Uh, um, I'm an elder millennial, which means that um, <laughs> I have some graying hairs and I wake up with unexplained joint pain and I'm on my parents' phone plan. <laughs> it's the least they can do! <sighs> I wish that I'd, I don't know, become an Instagram you know, influencer like those other people and whose parents paid for their college. Um, no, I'm actually um, uh, about to pay off my student loans in November this year. So thank you. 10 years in the making, 10 years in the making. Um, <laughs> you know, it was funny because like my parents did pay for a good portion of college because um, I'm privileged. <laughs> No last because it's not funny. <laughs> um, no, so uh, I actually, um, you know, when I was younger, I wouldn't let my, you know, Facebook, you guys, I'm stand, by the way, in case anyone can hear that, like you got everyone right in front of me is very young. <laughs> so you, I'm going to say when I was your age, um, no, like Facebook started my freshman year of college. Okay. Otherwise it was Friendster or MySpace. Um, so, um, I wouldn't let my family follow me on Facebook or, you know, I guess, Instagram or Snapchat or anything when I was younger because you know you're a fucking mess and they're paying for college and like that's you know not a good idea <laughs> uh, to let you know your loan loaners <laughs> see what you're actually up to um so uh, I you know but now we all have very cur carefully curated uh, personas online and so whatever grandma mom aunt follow me on Facebook Instagram LinkedIn, please give me a job. No, I have a job. Um, you know, all that, that's fine. But there is one app that is completely off limits to them. They're not allowed to friend me on, and that is Venmo, because I am very reckless with my money. <laughs> and emojis. <laughs> they don't need to know why I'm paying, you know, my friends for eggplants and splash <laughs> splashes, which Incidentally, I pay, I probably pay more people in eggplants and splashes than I actually get in real life, but whatever, that's fine. I'm living a fantasy life. It's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm close with my family and that, that thing that ties us together is a financial dependence. Um, so, uh, <sighs> I've been, are you guys single or are any of you guys single? You single, you sing, not single, you, uh, because your hair is better than mine, that's fine. You, single, you, single, not single, you, single. Okay, three out of five 
four out of five, four out of six. <laughs> That's how math works. Um, uh, yeah, um, being single is tough. Um, I've been um, dating. I'm not, uh, I've been on the hunt, not a great hunter. Uh, so I'm a liberal, not great with guns. Um, I actually got into comedy to meet men, which clearly was a great idea. I'm literally in a room full. I'm the only, the ratio, like no competition, thank you. That was a great idea. But like my, uh, my rationale was actually like a little bit flawed. So I'd read a study, nope. I read a Facebook post about an article about a study because that's how we read things now. Um, and it said that the more someone laughs at your jokes, the more likely it is that they'll have sex with you. Perfect. <laughs> um, so actually, as it turns out, that really only works for men. Uh, so the more, for heterosexual men, so the more a woman laughs at a man's jokes, the more likely it is that she will have sex with him. Now, they did do a counter study that showed that the more jokes a woman told, the more likely it was for a man's genitals to just move up inside his abdominal cavity. So you guys are dickless now, and that's fine. <laughs> I just told some jokes, so now you have you get that. Okay, good. Um, yeah, no, but actually, you can see this playing out in real life. Okay, not that because that is not a scientifically proven phenomenon. Um, no, but you can see in the apps like men are looking for women with a sense of humor, and women are looking for men who are funny. Unfortunately, I'm funny, but I have no sense of humor. So I'm having like a really hard time out there. <laughs> um, anyway, um, you guys look like people who experiment with drugs. I've been experimenting with drugs recently. Anybody here else? Yeah. A clap for drugs and a clown honk. <laughs> I think I know which drugs that one is for. Um, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> so I've been experimenting with two drugs in particular, um, Neosporin and Lamisil. <laughs> They're two OTCs over the counters. Um, uh, a lot of people, when they mix two drugs together, they want to get really, really high. But I just want a really, really neutral scent, you know, for my man <laughs> when he comes around eventually. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, oh, God. You guys, we live in a super chill time. JK, everything's falling apart, right? I read... <laughs> recently that there is an island of monkeys and this is where I'm gonna go with this I'm not gonna touch the stuff that we already know um, there's an island of monkeys infested with herpes right off the coast of Florida <laughs> who would do that to monkeys a Florida person obviously <laughs> you know I always say if you've got it flaunt it unless you have mouth herpes because that shit flaunts itself and if you live in Florida, you're probably wanted for some monkey business. <laughs> Dad jokes for all of you single men out there. I know how much you enjoy those jokes. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a tough time out there. I'm, uh, you know, we all have to be activists in our own way. Um, I'm really not into PDA, public displays of activism. Like, you won't find me at a march. You guys also look like you probably would have missed it by an hour. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, listen. I, you, we all have to do it our own way. I created a petition on change.org to turn bullet points into hope dots. 
because I'm in corporate America and we don't need that kind of aggression anymore. And that's how I feel about it. Uh, so, you know, you can find it on change.org. It's one big paragraph, no bullet points used. A lot of periods, though, because I'm a feminist. <laughs> I, uh, I also support the Me Too movement. Cool silence. <laughs> no applause for that in this room. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, applause for that. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I support it by not diluting their message. So in casual conversation, instead of saying me too, I've started saying samesies. And that's, <laughs> that's going over really well at work. I'm earning a lot of respect with the leadership team. It's great. Very great. <laughs> I... <laughs> You know what? Like this, this town is basically full of workaholics, and so I think that the like the the best way for us to you know support the Me Too movement would be at the office, and then the lowest hanging fruit at the office is the bathrooms, because listen, if you when you walk in the bathroom, you to actually let's do a raise of hands here. Who looks at the feet, the shoes in the stall? Me, you, 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 yeah. So you know what's going on there, and you can hold someone hostage. You can sit at, stand at the sink, and they're not gonna come out till you're gone, right? So now, if this was a co-ed bathroom, like, my boss, a man, you know, would have a really hard time not giving me that raise when he knows that I know that he's having excruciating shit. You know what I mean? Like, that would be the best place to start for us, I think. Don't you think? Okay. All right. That's my time, guys. Thank you. One more time for Michaela. Woo! One more time for everybody. Thank you, Pam. Comedy is hard. And we're all move ahead. Thank you, Mutant Ready. Hey, before we all disappear, does, if you guys want to, if anyone has any upcoming shows that they want to plug, I mean, we still have time on the podcast. So if anybody has any upcoming shows, please go up to the mic and plug them. Talk um, about the sound room in Orinda after Michaela. Well, I'm sure that Jason has a lot of shows because he just always does on Facebook. So I'll, I'll let him finish this one out. But I will say this, I'm starting a show called the Best Friends Comedy Show. And I'm looking for best friends who are comedians to do to tell a story together for five to seven minutes. So if uh, find me at um, on Instagram at Michaela is funny. That's Michael with an A at the end. Don't ask. Um, Michaela is funny. And then, uh, you know, let me know I'm looking to do this in the end of September. Yay, Michaela, what a great idea for a show. That's super awesome. I mean, anybody, does, does anyone think they're my best friend? We can, uh, let's, get, let's get together. Uh, Ernest Evangelista. Says, yeah, I'm doing Tommy T's uh, Mania on Tuesday, July 16th. Okay. Yay, how much does it cost? Doesn't matter. Check it out. Tommy T's. Go get tickets. Probably 12 bucks. Hi, I'm Jason, your terrible host, but I, I host really well. You're a wonderful host. Nah, Stop I'm just, it. I'm just bad at reading names. Sorry, you're right. Thank you. Uh, every first Friday at the Sound Room Jazz Club in Oakland, we do stand-up. It's a showcase, and uh, it's coming up on August 2nd is the next one, 9 o'clock, $10 tickets on brownpapertickets.com. Thank you. Don't you don't you do something in Arinda, too, though? I thought you did an Arinda thing. No. Not anymore? Not the Oh. oh, okay. Hey guys, my name is Vishak. I don't have any shows lined up, but when I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> Yay! 
Uh, just so everybody knows, Mutiny Radio has four open mics a week, Mondays and Fridays from 6 to 8, and Saturdays and Sundays from 4 to 6. Come by for those. We have a showcase every Friday at 8 o'clock. It's only $10. Uh, Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse. It's a great time, really great comics. And uh, during August, it's actually going to be really exciting here at the station because it's the Mutiny Radio Comedy Fellowship is going to be coming into play. There's a bunch of comedians coming from out of town that are going to take over the station while I'm in Greece. So the first week is Jesse Mundy out of Austin, Texas. The second week, actually, out of Oakland, Warhol Kaufman. The third week is Amanda Golub out of New Orleans. And the fourth week is Belinda Carroll from the... Uh, beautiful city of Portland where she is the founder of the uh, Portland Queer Comedy Festival that's happening right now so if you guys are in Portland you should go up there right now I heard Max Eddie just got um, into that too so that's very exciting for him Portland's a beautiful place and they have an incredible queer scene so yippee ki yay uh, but that's what's going to be happening in August because I'm, I'm going to Greece and I needed people to take care of my cat. So I was like, I'll get comedians to come from out of town and live in my apartment. <laughs> I know. I feel like a genius. I'm going to be gone every August now because I'm European. I've just decided. Everyone gets to choose their gender. I get to choose my whatever. Europeans take a month off every August. Why aren't we doing that? Why isn't everybody just saying like, yeah. Take a month. Yeah. Fucking relax. You deserve it. You do. You deserve it. Thank you so much, Jason Cole. We're going to smoke some pot. You guys are going to listen to some flat black plastic while we get set up for Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse tonight. Uh, today's theme is comics that are the shit. These comics are the shit. Uh, it's a really great lineup. Uh, we have Steffi Kamei all the way from Los Angeles. We have Michaela Lassig. John Gallagher, one of my favorite comedians who's sort of unsung. Jack Ferguson will be here along with Mauricio uh, coming out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, uh, bye everybody. Thanks so much. Thanks again, Jason Cole. Yay, go to the Sound Room on Fridays in Oakland.
Christ! <laughs> Thank you very much! I wonder what about my wife is... Ah, my wife is so fat! My, my wife is so fat! Tonight, they're here for the reunion we've all been hoping for. The Masters of Merriment, whoa. Amyl Nitrate, my heart's getting faster. Those Princes of Polka, Josh and Stein Dishman. Thank you, Slow down. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, please. Okay. Please. 
myself to be here this evening for a number of reasons. First, you know, this is the, the first time that Josh and myself have been on the West Coast for one thing in Los Angeles, California, uh -huh. and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's really something. You know, because we're from the East Coast, you have Lutonia, really, you know, in yeah, a little uh, town called Belbic. And there's, uh, you know, such a difference between our hometown and Los Angeles, you know, it's almost funny. Oh, yes, well. <laughs> that, well, no. no yeah, it is. No, no, but it is funny um, almost. Um, not not quite, real funny, no. but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some chuckles, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No, Tonya, the driving is so different, also. Oh, the driving. Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh no, well we can't forget. The cops, no, and those differences there. How could you forget those? <laughs> no, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. You know, how many people out here, you know, know the, the, the great point? Anyway, let's segue to this. You know, real funny, no, but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some chuckles, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No. Tonya, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget. The cops, no, and those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. Deuce, deuce, revival was my problem solver. Had a deaf girl, really didn't want to involve her. In the life of a gangster, used to rob banker. But now I'm locked up, I'm just a punk low rankster. Jail cells know me too damn well. Seems like I built on earth my own personal hell. No matter how I climb, somehow I always Guess a lot of players got this story to tell. No matter how cold you roll, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain. Pain, pain, pain. Ever since I was a minor, but now I'm on the bricks, deep in the mix. Crime smart, searching hard for some new street trick. I think I'll join a gang, sling a little cane. Put a beeper on my belt and get myself a name. Fresh sneaker, silk shirts, 24-7 work. Nine to five, just about, you gotta be a jerk. I clock two grand a day. 
Guess I was born to play. Who me at Mickey D's? It wouldn't work no way. I'm a big money haver, but not the last lapper. For me, and for me, makes me no autographer. Custody, hunt my dreams, nightmares of capture, paranoid of surveillance, phobia of cameras. My bank's bigger, but so are my fears. Past records, through players, live limited years. But I'm unlike the rest, known to be the best. Fast money, true wealth, my eternal quest. I hustle all night long, there ain't no gaining rest. Close range bloods on my chest. I looked into his face. I thought he was my friend. My boy had set me up. This one would never mend. No matter who you trust, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain in the end. Pain, pain, pain. Got a gun in my mouth, threw me on the floor, called my girl a whore, put 10 G's out of my mattress and was looking for more. Cracked my safe with an axe, then it out to the map. When they see my money kicking it in 20 G stacks, book me on 10 count with bells of different amounts. The charges stuck like glue, some that I couldn't pronounce. They threw my ass the book, my life was surely took. Then they gave my girl 10 years for hanging out with a crook. She played the game herself, fast lane, quick wealth. No respect for the law or the city's health. The sweat of hustlers' greed is not reserved for men. The beginning, but it's pain in it. Yeah, that ain't nothing. Cause when I get out of here, I'ma get right back in the money. Cause they don't know that I know what time it is, you see. I done learned something. I did have my time, but I didn't learn more when I was in here. And I'ma go right back out and get paid. You understand what I'm saying? Cause I did have my time. Word, I only got nine years left. Yo, Eva, what's up, man? They be bugging. They won't play our records on the radio, man. Say we violent, man. They need to look at the news, you know what I'm saying? Somebody need to kill that noise. Man, what you doing with that up under your shirt? Oh, man, it's time we put some head out. this ounce of words is just a token is he who has a tongue to tell that must remain unspoken
almost forced to watch children's shows because that is all the time. And there's a very good reason for this. No matter where you turn on the dial, you're always going to find a kiddie show. And that is because the station makes such a killing on the kiddie show. You literally have to put it on. And it's a very low-cost show to put on. First of all, you need an announcer. Preferably is not too bright to begin with. In fact, the closer his mental age to the kids, Show. Uh, they need an oversized mom costume or Buster Brown suit for him to wear. Uh, they need some bleachers for the kids to sit in, a studio audience, and a cartoon machine. With these four basic ingredients represent any children's show. This is my sort of a stereotype of all kids' shows. Uh, boys and girls, we're going to go on the air in just a minute. And uh, one thing I have to tell you... <laughs> During the cartoon, you boys and girls can't talk in the studio because that goes out over the air. They instructed our announcers, if you boys and girls talk during the cartoon, they're instructed to belt you right in the mouth. <laughs> Get the, okay, boys and girls, we're going to get ready for the show, and there's the announcer man, and he's going to talk in that mic, and now I'll come back and, and talk to you, boys and girls. Hey, thank you. before I get into the mailbag. Um, <laughs> Come on out, boys and girls. Let's settle down, huh, boys and girls? That isn't nice to laugh at Uncle Freddy like that. You don't laugh at your mommies and daddies. You do laugh at your mommy? <laughs> Two announcements I have to make, boys and girls. As you know, we usually show the Three Stooges cartoons on Thursday. But uh, as I mentioned last week, they've been holding Uncle Freddy up on price. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Freddy has decided not to buy that show. I have bought a new cartoon show, which isn't quite as expensive. I think you boys and girls will enjoy very much. Call the Army Training Films. <laughs> Tune today, boys and girls, is Frostbite, so you want to be sure and watch that. <laughs> oh, 
uh, one other announcement, boys and girls. Today, we're adding the name of a new sponsor to our blacklist. <laughs> we're adding the name of Pops, new breakfast cereal. And of course, all the members, uh, boys and girls in good standing in the Uncle Freddy Club, that of course means you can't have Pops for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> or uh, play with any little boys and girls who do eat Pops. <laughs> comes to us from Arnie Peterson. We've asked you boys and girls to please be careful in Prinny's letter, because Uncle Freddy can't always make out all your words. <laughs> This, this one says, Dear Uncle Freddy, Parf? Part? We're, uh, we're going to start printing these from now on, boys and girls, aren't we? <laughs> the part of the show that I enjoy the most is when you talk to Mr. Puppet. Uh, well, well, we'll be doing that on Friday. And, um, he says, all the little boys and girls in my neighborhood come, come in and watch it on my TV set. We roll on the floor and hold our sides. <laughs> and my... Mommy, that looks like, uh, told me to sit down and write you this letter. And uh, that, as I said, is from uh, Arnie uh, Peterson, and he's 34. <laughs> What's your name? Brucey. Uh-huh. And, and how old are you, Brucey? You're four. W would you like to see five, Brucey? <laughs> then don't talk in the studio. There is, uh, there is one little letter I did want to bring up because we've received a number of them like this. Uh, this is from a uh, Freddy Ferno. Freddy Ferno, is that? He's age seven. And... Um, he writes and he says, Dear Uncle Freddy, I sent in for the $27 decoding ring. <laughs> and the three rooms of carpeting. <laughs> and instead I got back some pictures of older girls in sort of bathing suits. That, that was a little slip-up in Uncle Freddy's office, uh, boys and girls. That's a little service Uncle Freddy runs for some of the older boys and girls. <laughs> so if, 
um, you might hang on to him for 10 or 12 years, Freddy, or um, maybe you might uh, want to send it back to Uncle Freddy, and I'll send you back the magic decoder. Uh, don't mail him, Freddy. <laughs> and we start marching, and that'll be the signal for our cartoon. Okay, everybody start marching and wave to your mommies and daddies as you go by the camp. That's the way, boys and girls, keep waving. That's the way, let's keep going, son. That's the way, right out the door, Mark Fire Escape. There you go. <laughs>
when you hear the dulcet tones of Floating Goat, you know that it's Friday night here on Mutiny Radio.fm, and it's time for Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! You're all here! 